Oh man, we got something good on the show today for you. Someone who is colorful and energetic and oh my gosh, you just want to put her in a bottle and drink her up for your afternoon energy shot. That's what I did yesterday when I had the opportunity to interview Katrina Julia. She is so dynamic. You guys can see all of her links below. Fit is something she also is very attuned to in the fit creation, fit life, and knowing that it is so much more than just this idea of alignment, which you guys know I am so passionate about, but she had this anchoring word that shifted my mind towards what alignment is and the juxtaposition to balance, which you know we also talk about, and if you don't, stay tuned because this is so good. She talked about stability. And I love the element of understanding that it's not about the external, it's about the internal and the eternal that trump all of the exterior external elements, right? I mean, this is so true, but that just play on words just met my heart and teaching us how to walk in the power and authority in which God has given us and understanding our history and our imperfections connected to that. But ultimately, it's this consistent seasonal experience of pruning and blooming. Pruning and blooming, pruning and blooming, like it never stops. And so I really hope that in this understanding of stability, that you come into this conversation with an availability to understand your unique ability to say yes to God and live a life of stability. I hope that this blesses you as much as it blessed me. And be sure to go watch the live clips on YouTube and subscribe over there to the channel because we spliced and diced it and it's so much fun. And you can get some rich nuggets in addition to the podcast at your leisure when you're ready on any listening device. So we love you. Leave a review. Tag us in your social medias. And uh, we'll surely share you back. We appreciate you. Chat soon. excited because this has been a long time in the making. We've been in the interweaving of social digital world and trying to connect and set each other's calendar and it is official. We're officially friends and we're officially in person together. (laughs) What is up, Katrina? I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh my God. I'm so excited to to be here. Like you talked about, like so much time in the making and connecting through Elizabeth, then alignment, then the colors, then the vibes, then of course, God, all the things. It's going to be so rich. And so we already were talking offline about how we're just energetically aligned and so excited for you guys to be pulled into that energy today. We hope that this ignites you because we have such a shared spirit around helping people create it is her brand, create it like a boss, right? And help people go from this ideation phase to activation and to do it in fun and do it lightheartedly and do it infusing our own physical bodies, which is the fit piece we're going to get into, as well as travel and the world and exploration. And so there is a lot of layers here and I want to unpack them and I want to do it justice opposed to um, running through it and racing through it. So I want to hear about your testimony first. I want to hear about the evolution of self and perhaps even starting in that place uh, of the messy comeback story is, is kind of where I love to be. Like, give me in the middle, like put me right in the middle of a mess. That's where I want to be. Oh my God. You are like, I love your episodes. Like I've dived into Joanna's, I've dived into Bianca's pillow and preach. So I was like, oh my God, she's my people. It's <laughs> mess to the message, the pain to the purpose. So I yes. took a couple notes. And of course we could unpack this, but just to give you the cliff notes. So first getting here as far as to the world, right? 
conceived in Bulgaria. My parents met at a nightclub, born in Poland, in a refugee camp in Italy by the time I was six months old. Four countries by the time I was two, now 36 countries, retreats similar to you. Wow. Grew up in in a family where my mom grew up Catholic, but my dad isn't a believer yet. So I have such a heart for everyone. Wow. Then 36 plus countries, including travel, you know, uh, for two years during the pandemic, almost two years. To your point, then the prodigal daughter. Yeah. Jesus leaving the 99 over and over and <laughs> over for the one. So like when you want hot mess, sister, oh, you're going to get the hot mess. Like I'm not here to yes. tell you anyone Christian or anyone human is perfect. No. No. Then the other points were um, just really having a desire for, you know, being a, like in the parable of the sower, you know, Jesus talks about being that good soil. And being that good soil, and I'm sure we'll get into that, triggers for transformation, like three key triggers in 2010, because before then it's like Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit was like part-time. Yeah. then, you know, going through, going through moving to Atlanta at the time, uh, choosing purity before marriage, Mm. which if you would have told me that years ago, I'd have been like, no way, no way. Thank you. Then all God, my co-creation, but all God, Then close friend of mine getting sick with cancer and passing away Mm. and me triggering memories of dreams that I had in childhood and desires, Mm. which then led into praying for a faith like Acts, Mm. you know, and really like looking at, you know, what did the disciples look like? The power the authority, the transformation, because I feel like so many people walking around, you know, believing in God, but walking in 10% of his power. Yeah. And then people that don't believe in God are living out bolder and more courageous lives. I'm like, come on, people. So true. That's so true. It's like, take people talk about taking your power back from somebody who's like extracted it from you. Right. And you see that all the time. And I'm like, wait, how does that person have that? How are they, how are they standing with such confidence when there is, there is actually a cruelty connected to their confidence. And that is like perplexing to me. So yes, I totally am on board with that. And then to your point, as I, you know, as I thought about, you know, going through the spiritual and the practical and therapy, and we went through like this generational exercise and looking at my transformation the last seven plus years, you know, and what, walking in co-creation with love, abundance, and freedom has looked like, you know, what the Holy Spirit revealed to me was walking through fear to faith, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, devalue mm-hmm. security, pain to purpose, and bondage mm-hmm. to freedom, and all that entails. Mm. There's a lot to every layer of that. And the the connection point for people, especially those who are on this journey of entrepreneurship, right? It's like all of those things are great, but oftentimes what I get the knock on the door about is like, hey, I want to build this business or I want to stand in my calling. One, because it's trendy, right? It's trendy to be on call, in call, whatever calling you want to say, but ultimately we're all standing in the exact same calling and that's to go and make disciples of nations. And so how we do that is very different But it's not about business and it's not about calling if we don't first know who we are being called by and who we are connected to said calling, which is our identity conversation. Talk me through like it sounded like you had not maybe tumultuous would be the word that you're saying, but just a lot of things happening that at what point were you like kind of stuck between yourself in the mirror and realizing I have a choice here and who I get to be next and who I get to become. And how did, how did God get a say in that? So beautiful. And to your point back to just real quick on what you said on identity and calling, please. The, you talk about this in your book so beautifully. And I remember like having this progression because I want to start with the conversation of identity before we get into the other things. Yeah, it's necessary. Until I fully, like until we, fully understand who we are and whose we are, that I'm a beautiful, wonderful child of God. 
that how God sees me, that he's drawn us with everlasting love and kindness, like he talks about in Jeremiah. It's, and I remember watching the movie. I don't know if you saw the movie Overcomer. I didn't. I didn't. Is it a good one? So good. So Priscilla no, Shire from the War Room, oh, I and of love course, her. world-renowned Bible study, you know, and yep. all the things with the, you know, the um, Evans family is in it. And it's such a story about identity. And after that movie, God, you know, had me go to by a river in Atlanta. And I was just weeping, Tamara, because he was showing me all throughout the movie. Look where you gave away your power. Look where you gave away your purpose. Look where you misaligned from my love and how I see you in my love as a daughter, as a son, whoever's listening to this. And so when you, going back to your question, when you talk about what triggered me, what started to pull me closer and closer to God was, you know, I found myself coming to Atlanta, you know, 2010 from Houston in the oil and gas industry at the time. So this girl you see in pink and all the things wearing all black, in the boardroom, all the men, you know, misaligned, although God uses everything for his good. Yep. Everything is reused, you know, like you talk about your background in gymnastics, mm-hmm. in fitness, which I absolutely resonate with too. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I was praying like, okay, God, find me a church home and f- like, I'll go wherever I'll go, however. And in your book, you talked about like driving 30 plus minutes. And I remember I was like, I'll drive half an hour. I'll do whatever. Yeah. But at the time, Tamara, he drove me to a church that was right across the street. And the first, like, the first service, I was weeping when I started to feel pulled, you know, to God in different ways. And through that, the first thing, one of the first things was like going through Bible study, getting closer and closer in community and choosing to get healthier and stay healthier because it was more of a, I want to be the vessel you created me to be step by step by step, you know, through a series of years and journey from fasting to nutrition to competing. And then, but really before that, and this ties back to the calling conversation, when I chose purity, that's where the Holy Spirit and God started to unleash so many divine downloads. And I believe, like, I don't know who's listening to this and where they're at in their journey, but for me, I believe, and from what God's downloaded to me, he's like, if you would not have chosen to go all in with me in obedience as, you know, a disciple in discipline, I would not have gifted you all this Mm -hmm. and started to unleash all this or connect you with an Elizabeth or a Tamara, because you wouldn't be the representation of me that I desire you to be for people to see salt and light. This is a really necessary conversation for the people who are in that mindset of like, why am I not getting what I want? Ultimately, right? I think of my own kids and like, I want this. I'm like, well, that's great, but we haven't done this, this, and this in order for that to be a part of the equation. And I don't, I don't know that God like necessarily holds things back from us when we are co-heirs with Christ and we are, you know, we are here with intention for him to be a good father. But as a good father, I think that there are elements of fruit that God's like, that's, that's, I see that you want that, but there is a prerequisite, right? It's just like in college, you have to take the prereqs. They're like so stupid, right? You hate them. (laughs) You hate the prereqs. Everyone's like, why do I have to take world history again? Why do I have to take calculus? I'm a words person, right? Why do I need biology? Yeah, I don't need that. But simultaneous to that, it's like character sharpening. It's character shaping. It's the development of said process. So when you get to the other side of this leadership desire and you want all this influence, you can actually fully support the people in which you're helping. This is a good combo. This is really good. Such a word because, and I'll use a business example. Before, when I was in corporate and, you know, kind of part-time, double, like, okay, God, you can have these areas, but not these areas. Totally. The calling or the conversation was to a certain level and to a certain level of impact and influence. But then once God unleashed the vision of what he wanted to have me create and co-create, he was like, to your point, the character. You like for me, it was like, you need to be able to talk to people, you know, with grace and mercy and love and not harshness and anger. 
you know, and, and the fruits of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit yeah. and cultivating that, letting go of judgment, like all the yeah. things you're hitting me. It's he doesn't want to withhold, but as a good father, it goes back to okay, if you're two years old and you want a car, like you talked about this in your yeah. book, your husband has you know the hobby of the cars, which I relate to. Yes. I had seven cars by the time I was 30. Wow. But you talked about like 26 in your book, but so goes, many cars. <laughs> it goes back to like, I'm not gonna give you a Ferrari or a Tesla to drive. When you can't even walk. Right, right. Well, and we had the prerequisite in our home. We had to learn how to drive stick shift. My dad was like, I know it's kind of a dying thing, but the car we're getting you is going to be stick shift and you aren't going to be able to drive an automatic until you buy yourself an automatic. And no. it was such a safety measure. That that word right there, what if God is keeping it from you because he is protecting you from a safety measure because you're not mature enough to handle it? Two parts, such a word, because one, going back to the car, I learned how to drive stick on my own, like my third or fourth car. So I love that you talked about that. And my dad tried to teach me and he got so impatient. I was like, you're not going to teach me. My friend's going to teach me. So I went out on like a night and my bestie at the time, she taught me. That's awesome. Going back to safety. So one of the things I was actually reflecting on today on two parts. One, I'll take it to like the love level. Like God's like, you haven't had your purpose partner, your engaged partner, your husband yet, because there's so much wisdom and walking like a queen and, you know, being my kingdom daughter and being a wife before your wife. Mm, So good. And then the second part was like business and finances. For years, Tamara, I, like many women, many men and women, Worship the spirit of mammon, idolatry, oh. materialism, all the things. And God was like, I'm not going to give you X until you look at seek me first. Then I'll give you all this. And you are trained in being a wise steward and a great money manager first, which is crazy because I'm also a CPA and I was so good at managing other people's money. Yeah. And making them money, but there was so much scarcity and lack and doubt and disbelief. And scripture talks about God gives us the power to create wealth. I'm like, why aren't more people in church talking about this? Not from a state of, you know, oh, the prosperity. But yeah, money, people. hunger. Yeah, sure. So well, I, know I, I think about it from the perspective of the soil that you mentioned out the gate of this conversation. It's like you could give me all the seeds in the world. God could bless you with the thing that you're asking for, but nothing is going to take root because you don't have, you're not in good soil. So the processing, right? It's the good soil. And I think about what do you have to put in with soil to make it rich? Shit. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Right? Like you gotta mix the shit in for there to be good fertilizer in order for it to actually grow. And that means you're going to walk through some hard stuff. You're going to face some hard conversations, some crazy relational breaks, some friction in your finances. If that's the thing that you are desiring and it's not first putting God in his rightful position and then his desires come from there. I have found more and more Katrina that the more I release the need to think that money is what keeps me safe. And I realize that God is who keeps me safe, that I can actually go back into that, um, that Israelite mentality, not of not having enough in the, in the wilderness, but having more than enough in the wilderness. And I have never been without, I mean, my, I have a house over my head. I've got warm clothes on. I've got kids who have warm clothes and their lunch boxes full and all these things. And yet we can still get ourselves trapped in this, this idealized element of, I don't have enough y'all. I've been to places that don't have enough. I've walked through the streets of trash up to the sides of their house and not having enough. They don't have clean water, right? They don't have shoes to put on their feet. If we think, if we're listening to a podcast, if you are listening to a podcast right now, I can assure you wherever you are, you have more than enough. And if it's just the phone in your hands, that's enough because now you have access. 
And if you don't have access, and then we have a whole nother conversation because access is our calling. We're supposed to go until everyone hears his name. And at the end of the day, these phones that everyone carries around, even the homeless people on the corner, they've got access, then they're richer than they think. You said so much in that. And as you were speaking, what I was reflecting on is our focus, gratitude, Good. gratitude, 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 and then redirecting and, and going back to, you know, the Israelites, the daily bread, the daily, he's like, I gave you the vision or I know your heart is here, but, and then beauty, you hit on this with the safety. It's like, he'll, I'll get reminded by the Holy spirit constantly. Are you safe now? Do you have more than enough now? And John 10, 10 tells us when you hit on this, going out and making disciples of all nations. And you know, my heart is travel and staying in tiny places. And I'm sure you have too, whether it's been in Costa Rica and Honduras and Guatemala. And I know you just led retreats in Costa Rica recently too. And then Jesus tells us, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10, but that starts with believing you're already full now, because when we're in lack now, no external item, no external thing, whether it's money, a husband, a car ever fulfills that. And I speak from my own story and I'm sure you do too, that when we're empty and we're constantly in a state of lack, 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 not enough, that's a deeper issue of healing of transformation, of letting God into those places of wounding. I totally agree with that. I think about it from the perspective of you being an athlete and and really going full force into what being fit means, right? And this is a parallel that you and I share. When I saw that on your social and on your website, I'm like, what's happening? This is amazing. And we're not even that far away from each other. So next we have to get together in person. She's freaking out. You can't see her if you're listening to the show. But this is like, one of those aha moments. It's like one of those download moments from heaven where you realize, first off, I'm not alone, even in this personal revelation. And secondly, that like when God wants to get something into the earth, he will use a multitude of willing vessels. And that is why there is no competition in the kingdom, because I need to know that when I'm asleep, she got my back. I need to know when I'm in a season that's hard, she's got my back. I need to know because I'm not going to be able to reach the person that you're going to be able to reach. And so I want to hear how fit has become a part of your mission and what that does for your community. For sure. No, that's so, so profound on so many levels because going back to high school, like briefly, I always wanted to inspire through fitness in different ways because going from there to 2010, you know, to 2013, I did different things, you know, as far as run track, I, you know, played basketball. I did two century rides in Tahoe, 55 plus pounds heavier. You know, I did triathlons, all these things, but it wasn't ever the thing. Like you talked about this in your book and I laughed. I said, you were like talking about the marathon and not wanting to run the marathons. Girl, I ran a couple of half marathons and people were like, oh, just wait, you're going to want to do full marathons. I was like, oh no, oh no, my body is like killing me now. I'm about to die. Like I died laughing when you talked about peeing at the finish line. Like, I Oh never- yeah. Oh, that was terrible. That was so real. My kid's eyes were like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm just peeing. Just don't worry about it. I know that so far we've only interacted like via email, but the, and then stuff. I was like, oh my God, like sister, sister, sister. So I totally received that and right back at you. So a couple of things, when I moved to Atlanta and then the purity journey, and then when my best friend, one of my best friends, Janelle, she's a, you know, angel in heaven now got sick and the purity walk. And one of the things she said to me, and this ties into the fitness journey. One of the things she said to me in college, Tamara was, and keep in mind, I'm clearly Caucasian. For those of you that can't see me, I'm <laughs> yeah. Caucasian, um, Polish, Bulgarian. She was African American. Yeah. And she would tell me, and I had forgotten this, but the Holy Spirit reminded me. She would tell me when we were in college that Katrina, you're going to be like my Oprah, and I'm going to be your Yale. Come and, on. <laughs> and I would laugh my like ass off because. I was like, well, Janelle, like if anything, you should be Oprah and I could be like, I don't know, whoever, right? And she's like, no, 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 like your heart and your soul. So okay. Tamara, when she got sick with cancer, and of course I'm a big believer of miracles, yeah. but I know sometimes God chooses to heal here, mm-hmm. but sometimes he chooses to heal in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like I knew before she passed, 
I knew like the Holy Spirit let me know it's coming. Yeah. Like prepare yourself, which it was anyone that's lost someone, I, my heart goes out to you because it's such a season, but this really taught me how to use pain to purpose. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of what she said. And I started remembering you wanted to inspire through fitness. You wanted to co-create, you know, a life and business you love with freedom. Going back to college, remembering all these things. And from there, I started to get stable, spirit, soul, mind, and body. Took myself, even though I'd done all this stuff before with others, took myself through a three-month training. Then intentionally found an amazing team to compete in big bikini shows. So I went from the boardroom to the bikini. So cool. So freaking nuts. And part of that story was when I was doing my first fitness photo shoot, I remember thinking because the the enemy was in my head. Sure. I I look okay. I hope this, I hope that because I still didn't see myself. And the Holy Spirit woke me up a couple of days later after the photo shoot, after Vegas, four in the morning. It was like, go look at your email. Brett emailed you the pictures, the photographer. I started weeping, Tamara. God was like, look at what I've created. Mm. From there, the the divine download of the name Fit Life Creation, which FIT stands for, in my case, follow love and all we do, impact people, transform the mind. Come on. Versus founders, innovators, trailblazers. Like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm sure yours were divinely downloaded. Yeah, me, totally. Like Mark 12, 36. Mm-hmm. John 3, 16, we're coming right after Easter and Romans 12, 2. So and he's like, you're going to co-create this all-in-one lifestyle brand. And it is going to be to draw all these people from all these avenues, whether they believe in me yet or not. Come on. You are praying for them. You are doing this in my spirit. This is mine. And I tell people on some podcast episodes, you might've came to me for marketing or for travel. Maybe this is your first time hearing me talk about faith, but no, this is always the foundation. And you know this, going back to, you know, at first it's like this vision and it's like baby 1.0 version. <laughs> yes, totally. It's like, Google, Gaga, this is. Like, <laughs> That's so true. Thank you, God, for the vision. And then like walking it out, faith without works is dead, but then overcoming the fear overcoming the warfare, you know, the deliverances, all of that is obviously part of it. The healing that, I mean, your book always becoming always. Yeah. And I feel like that as I, I'm so grateful for that download because actually the, the book was supposed to be called fit and faith. When I first set out to do it, I was like, it's all going to be one wrapped present. This is going to be like the bow on top. Right. And as I continued walking that journey out of healing, cause I was healing in the midst of writing, right. I didn't fully have even the understanding of where it was going to go until I started sitting down and having these writing retreats. And I remember hearing the final day that I did that book, it is finished. And I heard it audibly. I know exactly where I was standing. I know exactly what I was wearing. It was in a hotel right at 31st Street. I had on overalls and a green shirt. And I just remember hearing the Lord, it is finished. And it was like the last page. And I'm like, whoa, this is wild that this is happening. And alongside of that, it was this knowledge, that's not the title, right? And this is what God will do. He'll be like, that's a cute 1.0 version. Let's let's work your way to 2.0. Then you get to wherever you're supposed to be and there's that element of it is finished, but there's more. Right? And the it is more has allowed me to hold tight to that message as a truth that's forevermore rather than I feel like if I had called it fit and faith there would have been like a sealed end to that scenario and I would have been like okay, on to the next. This book is still becoming. Like you just reading it blesses me so much because I know it's a for now message, even though it came out several years ago. And so it's just this evolution of self through the lens of the Lord who already knows what the end chapter is going to look like, right? Well, to your point, you had version 1.0. Totally. Then obviously, similarly, like you started co-creating, you know, different workshops or I'm attending your GPT workshop tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's going to be good. I saw your anthropology. And then yep. similarly, in that vein, it was like version 1.0 was the blog, the courses, the shows, the retreats, but version 1.0 to 5.0, even if it's the same things, we are in a different spirit. So we create right. in a different spirit. We've grown in a different spirit. Well, and-, and God revealed so much to him to us in that time. And I think 
that's where people can be like, wow, like you have tenure at your job. You're still doing the same thing. And even though I am all for entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is also super critical, right? It's all of us have this ability to create. And that's something that I know you're passionate about is helping other people recognize that. And they can pull all of those passions into that place for a nonprofit or for something that you really, really love. But through that understanding, it's like, if I don't have a consistent seeking him first above all things, he is not going to allow those things to evolve with fruit. They're going to die. And yes, there's a pruning connected to said evolution, which is what people sometimes forget. They're like, I must be out of the will of God right now because this is not feeling good. This is not looking good. But every single winter we have to prune before the spring comes back. And so looking through your own story, your own lens, your own life right now, what is God pruning? That's a gift. And what are you growing? That's also a gift. Uh, so much there. So one, to your point, the, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurship, real quick to hit on that. Before I ever became a full-time entrepreneur, I always had the mindset, and I believe everyone that wants to create, have that mindset where you are planted and develop and create that fruit there and, and grow from there. And then to your point too, like the, the evolution from fit life creation to create it like a boss. And when I think about pruning and I think about the growth, so he's pruning right now in areas of my heart and healing and love, as I feel like there's so many levels of healing. Like I'm going through an inner child workbook now, Good. which you talk about this in your book. Yeah. And I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I've gone three different times, three years straight, EMDR. So it's the marriage, I believe, of the spiritual and the practical. Because either way, we're always working out something. And right. is the work aligned or isn't it? Is it aligned to love or is it aligned to the enemy? So good. It's one, it's one or the other. So pruning in the areas of love and then also still continuing in finances and from the aspect of faith, God's like, I'm blessing you in the daily. I've developed all these gifts, talents, and abilities that you've been faithful and you've continued to learn and grow and connect and create. But will you be faithful even when I don't bless you externally yet? Like you can see where you've gone from the rocky soil to the thorns, to the this, and you're asking God, you're asking the Holy Spirit, okay, where am I thorny? Where am I on rocky soil? You know, transform my mind, transform my actions, give me discipline. Discipline is aligned to the word disciple for a reason. And, and going through that, so that's some of what I ask myself all the time. Am I doing it to where God's going to be like, well done, good and faithful servant? Am I doing it for even when he's the only one watching and having no idea who's going to listen, who's going to be blessed out of it, and who's going to align and then trusting him to know, you know what, these are the one, two, ten, five, hundred, ten thousand people that are here now. And then always having in mind, like, I'm the one, you're the one that he left the 99 over and over for. And then we're the vessel and the representation for the one that's going to connect with your story, with my story. Like one of the pastors that I'm aligned to, that I listen to, one of the things he says that resonates with me, you might be, I might be the only Bible, Pastor Michael Todd, that mm -hmm. people will ever read. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that from the state of humility and grace, so it's growth is every day. It's in all those, like, the more I know Jesus, the more I need Jesus. Yeah. Thank God that he stays. <laughs> right. Well, imagine like, I'm like, oh my God, like I was reflecting and praying and thinking about your story. I was like, oh my God, she's married. She's got two kids. Like, I'm like, God, I'm like hot mess to message. And it's like, just me. Hot mess of message. I love you. But this is the thing. When you said something so profound at the beginning, which is connected to your purity journey, which is connected to all of our becoming is this piece of identity, right? I did not have that prior to being married, prior to becoming a mom. And so I had so much tumultuous work that had to take place during therapy that I do not wish or pray upon anyone. I want you. I want you. I don't want you. I want someone to be fully in the wherewithal of who they are called to be, who they are created to be. So when they meet that person, they don't have to hide behind smoke and mirrors like I did. They don't have to say, I love you and not really know what it means because they never even love themselves. 
They don't have to bring children, new generations into turmoil and trauma and bondage that was previously created and you didn't even realize, right? This is the work that you get to do and you get to do so freely without a ring on it and to do it in a place of purity. There's, there's something called, um, I call them soul prints, like that soul imprint that can take place, especially when you are physical with someone. And my kiddos and I are always watching different Christian movies that come out because we only have pure flicks and they see this idea of first kiss happen very quickly. I mean, it's silly. I'm like, okay, I I don't know what everyone's thinking about, but like that shouldn't be the first step, right? My husband took almost four months to kiss me for the first time. And I hated every second of it. Okay. It was terrible. I was like, this is insane. I think he's gay. I I really, my aunts thought something was wrong with him. I'm grateful now, but at the time I'm like, oh, right now I want my daughter to meet my husband's little mini me later. But in all of that, I say that because there has to be a a sense of that piece of identity and that sense of peace within yourself. Because I was on the, I was pulling at every single thing I possibly could to bring purpose to my life. And purpose wasn't even a buzzword like it is now. I didn't know. I was just trying to stay above water. Meanwhile, treading the American dream that was keeping me down. It was like an intentional drowning session every single day. And so you, I imagine you, Katrina, I imagine you on like this colorful, like rainbow type, maybe a unicorn raft floating inside of a pool and your husband is just like, that's her. Yep. That's her right there. And you can just be like, Hey, this is all of me. Right. And there is no qualm. There is no question there. It's just that like meat cute of all meat cutes. And it does not include a, a kiss at first sight. It's love at first sight and kisses come later. But purity is something that is really, really special to me and something that I had to claim back as a married woman. And that was a really hard thing to do as the inner child work in me that I did. And it was hard on my husband because I literally was like, you ain't getting none, right? Sorry, you're just going to hold tight for a while, sir. We should have done this sooner. And it was a really difficult thing. But now we call our marriage the kind of marriage that has lights on love, where intimacy is our desire, where we get to explore and be together. And, and that is even just like as simple as a kiss, something that before was just you did it because it led up to something more or you did it because that's what you're supposed to do. And so I'm encouraging my kiddos to understand that through a new lens when people tell their love stories, that it's not about that. It's so much more. It's the heart connection. It's the soul print that takes place in a healthy bonding scenario, unlike what was taking place with me for a very long time. Oh my God. So much there. So one, I honor the space also that your husband held for you mm-hmm. because it's so beautiful. And then you recognizing that it was absolutely needed in your journey mm-hmm. and walking through that. And I can't even imagine, cause to your point, that's one thing I thank God for every single day. Like I don't take it for granted, like having a single season. Like I've been single now seven years, yeah. which blows my mind. But at the same time, Tamara, the healing, The love, the overflow. And one of the most important ways that we get to show like how we worship and love is aligning our time. Like whether you're single, whether you're married, like whatever it is. And then it's funny that you talked about the story and the meet cue, because even (laughs) recently, like I ended up, you know, you know, like when you're in whatever season, like I I haven't been looking for someone because I've been so focused on God and so focused on the business and purpose. But it's funny because I met someone that initially I think you just hit on this with your husband. Initially I thought he was gay. (laughs) Same thing because we were, well, like long story short, we were like in a public transportation mode and he was there with a friend and about to go like to yoga with like, and then we were going right. to the city stadium. Who knows? He might listen to this one day. So like, <laughs> it's okay. My husband knows the whole story. <laughs> like, Cause I mean, like, if he listens to it, he'll know like it's him. But at first, because we're in Atlanta and yeah. whatever, and I'm not even thinking how a person looks, what's happening. And, it, and I'm just thinking like, Oh, it's two dudes going to yoga. Like, I don't know. No judgment. Sure. No judgment. Sure. <laughs> 
I'm just like, oh. But then I'm walking across the bridge to get to Mercedes-Benz, the stadium. And I didn't even know like anyone was behind me. I just saw this crazy dude after it had just finished raining, getting on the bridge in a Superman outfit, taking pictures for Instagram. And I'm just, I'm just being myself. I'm like, got to do it for the gram, but I might kill myself, but got to do it for the gram. And then I turn around because all of a sudden I hear all this laughter. And it was him and his friend. And it was funny because we were like talking, like the conversation just flowed. I was just being myself, like, you know, life, travel, whatever. And then this is where I started to notice like, oh, maybe he's not gay because we were like setting up our yoga mats. And this is like, to me, one of the most beautiful compliments anyone can give you was he's like, you have beautiful energy. Hmm. And it's like, and I was like, thank you. And immediately I just felt my spirit, well, like attracts light. And it's funny to use the word meet cute because one of my other friends talked about that, Olivia. (laughs) But anyway, to your point, like, and it's been like, we're like in each other's lives, but we have like, we've seen each other twice at two fitness events. And I don't know what God's doing, but all I know is I was like, oh my God, this is so different because one, I recognize I'm different. There's no lack. There's no striving. There's no desperation. There's no, oh, I'm this age. I'm that age. This isn't happening. No, there's none of that. And then I also noticed, I'm like, oh, he's different because any other guy, like when I dated before it was, oh, let's rush to the kiss. Let's rush to the date. Let's rush to the sex. And then so much of the healing, which you resonate with was like, oh my God, all these soul prints, all these soul ties, all this like regurgitation, all this healing. Yeah. Back to wholeness, back to freedom. Where are all my authors out? Or my wannabe authors, my wannabe best-selling authors, in fact. This can be you. And it doesn't have to look like my journey, which was a three-year writing journey and a multi-year understanding and unpacking the publishing industry and agents and Amazon and all the things that go into being an author that people don't think about. They just want to write the book, which I get. I, I want you to just write the book. But I want you to be equipped with the resources and the knowledge of what to do next so that the world can receive your message so that the world can learn from you because you are wise, my friend, I am certain of it. And what you have to share is rich, whether it's devotional, whether it's a children's book, whether it's a novel, whether it's a memoir, regardless of the genre, I wanna equip you with the how-to and help you to stay accountable and execute. How do I do that? Well, besides having our publishing company, Fit Press, and giving you the resources to distribute it, not just on Amazon, but to the world in book format at bookstores. Yes, I love things that I can hold in person. Also, it's through a book writing retreat. It's to get you going. It's to get you in flow. It's to teach you the rhythm of a writer and to give you specific resources and training on how to keep moving the needle after you leave this two and a half day dynamic experience. It's a space that is open and vulnerable. It's a space where you have time to actually sit and write. You will get spoiled in the process because I think authors need just the right environment of relaxation and energy connected to that. So if you're interested in being a part of the book writing journey with us as a Fit Press company, we'd love to have you come. You can check it out on the website. But all of the details are there. It does not include flights, um, but it could include accommodations if it's something that you want to stay with us rather than staying in the comfort of your own space. I get it either way. Totally fine. But let's have a conversation. You can book a call on our site and our team will have a direct conversation about where you are in your writer's journey as well as where you want to be. The cool thing about our publishing house is that it doesn't take as long as most, and we can give you all the reasons why that is, Uh, but ultimately, I want you to have access to the rules, the regulations, the rhythms, and the outcome factor, which is you being that best-selling author that you really want to be, and I know it's with good intent and in humility that you want to have this experience and this exposure, so... No, no judgment here. I'm a three-time best-selling author and I love it. I want to say five. I want to say 10. I want to say like John Maxwell. I want to say I'm of 80K or 80, 80 books and counting, right? Whatever it be, we want you to be heard and read. Well read. 
All right, so let's do this. I'm so excited to chat with you. Enjoy the rest of the podcast and be sure to check out the links below. That's where you can get in touch with us directly. All right, bye. Let's get to writing. Well, I think of the word, and I never thought about it like this, but when you mentioned, he mentioned your energy, there's a very different phrase and response to energy versus chemistry, right? Chemistry is like, oh, like I feel like there's some inner, like we are pulled together, right? Well, energy is like your own thing. Like I have nothing to do with that. I don't affect it. I don't change it. You, your energy versus chemistry is a reliance on somebody else. And so I think that there's a beautiful, just like initiation of recognizing your strength. We talked about power and authority, right? That's a power. That's an authority to be able to embrace all of your energy. My friend, Rudy Redskins, he's a a mindset, like wellness person, um, incredible speaker. And he talks about how the knowledge of 15 feet of our, our particular body is our energy field, right? 15 feet. That's a long, you have a lot of people in that 15 feet. I think about Jesus when the woman with the issue with the blood comes in, right? She, he had all these people around him at that point. And he felt that one energetic pull, right? Because there was intention, there was a want, there was a desire, there was a deep level of faith. And so to have that understanding parallels ourselves through our identity, all the things that we were mentioning, and it allows other people to witness us being truly fit and whole. You said the word stable earlier, connected to mind, body, spirit versus alignment, which is what I use and versus balance, which is what the world use it, right? But I love the word connected to that. I love stability for that. I've never played with that before, but it's going to be like, it's a conviction little moment for me to hold tight to. So thank you for that treasure. Oh my God. Absolutely. And I use them both. Like I talk about alignment, like am yeah. I aligned in this God? But one of the things in my healing last year that started coming up that God was like, you haven't like you've transformed so much, but you're still not stable here. Like you're not fully sitting on that on your rock. Like I am it. And then to your point, you hit on the energy components. So, so as women, you know, and or as men, both sides, right? Like when, you know, people are broken and are toxic, like I recognized even where I was like, wait a minute, way back when I would have been okay with quote unquote, the sexual or whatever. He didn't mean it at all. Like I could feel like the way he was saying it and it was like very distant. Like it was completely like just simply recognizing me as a human, as a woman, not sexual at all. But but what I recognized, I was like, wow, like I'm no longer available for that. Like it's so now like my spirit is so closed off to where like, oh my God, if a man even tries to be like, oh, you're so hot, this, that, and the other, like I run. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good because stability changes your ability and your availability. I mean, that's a word right there, girl. That's really good. (laughs) That's all you or him or him. I feel like I have a thousand things that we could talk about in so many different directions. I want people to hear because you guys, she really is so dynamic. And we both mentioned how, how, how multidimensional we all are ultimately. And that's not an exclusion to me and her. It's, it's an invitation to who you are individually as well. And to welcome in those different parts of self and play with them, see what it looks like. What does it look like on the canvas? If you use more than just the one color for the apple, right? Like what, what's the atmosphere the apple is in? Is the apple in a different season? Like I want people to truly explore what that means in their business. And they, they're scared. Honestly, I feel like so many people are scared. Talk to me about the times that you've faced fear in this becoming journey and how you help other people break out of that mindset as well. So I love that question on so many levels because it's been divinely downloading to me for years is that whether, you know, the enemy has done such a job on people of, oh, you're this one thing. You're the mom. You're just the mom. You're just the dad. You're just this executive. You're just this. And it's like, no, like I'm here to rebuke, like remove, like being, and, and I think part of it is number one, being very intentional with how we speak. 
Like Proverbs 18, 21 tells us the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. So good. So stopping all the lack thoughts, you know, or stopping all the lack speech speaking and then taking the thoughts captive. So good. Redirecting the fear. And there's a reason that the Bible says, do not fear 365 times. Once a day, every day. <laughs> oh, and sometimes 365 times in one day. Like I was thinking, I went to go get my nails done earlier. And I was thinking about that because the, the lady that was doing my nails was talking about like, oh, you, like same thing. Like, oh, are you meditating? What are you listening to? Because I was like, zen out. Zen. You know? So, so one, I think that, I think two, it's, it's a journey. It goes back to always becoming. There's moments, of course, like even when I was in corporate, Tamara, like when I left corporate, so so I, I was here, you know, in Atlanta, 2010, in an executive role, making the six figures, all the things had just been offered a position to be promoted to make one and a half my salary, mm-hmm. moved back to Houston. And it was the first time in my life, God let me know, like, you know, I used to have lunch with the CEO and CFO every two weeks, update on all the things. And God let me know in that moment, like two things. He's like, you're going to tell them you need to wait. And I'm going to download more for you, but you're going to ultimately say no. Hmm. And so I was like, thank you. I'm honored. I'm grateful. And this was the first time I had walked away from a promotion and from money, the external ever, but I had such a priceless piece over it. Mm -hmm. And then over the weekend, like God, you know, let me know, like share this with the CEO, you know, that you're saying no, because you, I like, you need to be in Atlanta. And this doesn't align with your future. And this is the box they were putting you in. This is not who you are, even though it looks great to the external. Totally. totally. And then for years, even before that, I helped start, you know, other companies that are still in existence. I was side hustler. And I'm sure you relate to, you know, a lot of this and many do. I would side, side hustler, you know, whether I was working 80, 60 hours a week, there was still side hustles of business plans of different things. And then as the year turned into 2011, it was a IT project. It was a, um, a tech project, a business plan with somebody that had worked with Oprah on aquaponics and resorts and all these things in Arizona. And then my intern who was interning, you know, with me as a chief audit executive that she started telling me, Hey, you should apply to also be an adjunct professor at Georgia state because yeah. And I was like, Oh, I thought you had to have a doctorate. And she was like, no, you just need your master's. And she's like, you should apply. And literally like I sent in, you know, the resume the dean replied to me like the next day and like God tends to speak to me in threes. Ah. Uh, like Holy Trinity. And yep. he was like, and I had a mission trip coming up in the midst of all this. And God was like, you're going to give them a choice to either keep you on after the trip or before the trip with a month notice, but they're going to release you before you go because that's what I want. But it's going to be so seamless. And of course I was afraid. That was just me leaving yeah. corporate. But through that, whether it's been, you know, things with other giftings and talents, building the business, knowing, I mean, you know this, knowing like, what is this going to look like to the world? Oh, my parents think I'm crazy. Like you talk about this in your book, the isolation, yeah. people not understanding or agreeing with you or judging you. It's nonstop. And I think I, as I was processing everything that you were saying, and we were doing it in correlation kind of to like Moses and Joshua, it's really where the Lord has me right now in the scriptures, is this idea that Joshua was not given every detail until he finished the next detail. And then the Lord would give him the next assignment. And then he would trust him again because he was obedient and he stayed disciplined. The big picture, he had no idea how he was going to get all of those Israelites to the land of the milk and honey. He had no idea how he was going to fight off every single one of those other people groups. He had no idea how he was supposed to take all of them across the Jordan. And literally just little by little, God not only told him, but he also gave him people. And I think that's like, just this conversation just reminds me that like God gives you people. 
There are people in your corner. There are people who are going to war against you and there are people who are going to war for you. And hopefully the people warring for you are on the right side of heaven because you want to spend eternity with those people. And oftentimes I found in seasons of my life that the people who were warring for me were actually people of the wrong side. And it felt more comfortable to stay in that place than it did for me to do the hard things and get pruned and leave behind my old sense of self, my old sense of identity so that I could become who I was meant to be. But a lot of people want to keep you the way that you are. And that's not the journey of being a Christian. That's not the journey of becoming more like Christ. You have to let go of who you are, even right in this very moment, the thing that you're feeling that sharp conviction for, or that light, slight little nudge of, I really should do this, do that thing and find out what God shows you on the other side of who he intends for you to be. And the promises, right? We talked about that. You cannot unlock the next thing until you go through this door. It's hard, so but it's so good because you have the vision, but he's like, it's like Joseph. So similar yes. to your dream in the wilderness. So recently he had me finish Jude, the Bible study uh, by Jackie Hill Perry. So then good. it her. lined up timing wise with her glory event. And so mm. you know, contending for the faith, being free in that sense. But then Joseph, Joseph was given the dream and the vision. But he didn't imagine being thrown in a pit, you know, shipped off to Potiphar, Potiphar's wife lying on him, being, you know, uh, from prison to the palace, like, he, you know, saving them from famine. But then even how the feast and the famine, how that led to later what happened in Egypt. So good. So true. I mean, it's It's mind blowing. Well, and that's, I always say this and I'm. I'm still trying to unlock the code. And when I do, or if you do, and you have a piece of the puzzle, let me know. It's like cryptology over here. I want to operate in forethought as 2020 rather than just hindsight as 2020. And I think the only way to do that is to be fully reliant on the Lord in the visions, in the dreams, in the conversations, in the promptings, in the leadings, in his presence preceding you. Because when his presence precedes you, you don't have to know the full picture. You trust his presence and therefore you know it's going to be good and you know it's going to work for his good. And that's the part where like, How do I do that? So then when I do look back, I'm like, I knew you were there the whole time. I knew that was going to happen. And so I want, I want to unlock that code Forethought is 2020. So is that your word for the year? It's not, but it should be forethought. It's so good. So good. Because as I was divinely downloading, as you were talking and a couple of things. So going back to the fear conversation. Yeah. This ties in two parts. So trust, you know, I think about, so the very first verse I ever memorized was Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you remember, like, it's like, write down the prayers that he's answered. Reflect on what he's answered. Because that part, and then the Holy Spirit constantly reminding me, and I'm sure you do this too, many of the listeners, like where I've been and where I've come from, which shows the faithfulness and reminds you to be humble and loving and graceful with others and salt and light with others. And then the other thing is, and this is my life first, and then goes into my word for the year, perfect love drives out all fear. So yes, you have the vision, but in the moment doing, which leads me to my phrase for the year. And to your point, the forethought, it's like, let me trust, let me have perfect love that drives out all fear. And like, I don't have to know the end to know that the story is being written and it's already beautiful and it's already amazing. And same with your story and so many people listening. And then the last part, the word that he gave me for this year, which was so opposite from last year. So last year, so you talk about this in your book, the book, Get One Word. Yes. So good. I love it. I I love, I I listened to it the first time back in 2017, 18, the first year, my word was faith. Mm-hmm. And what I recognize, and I'm sure you have to, whatever word or phrase God gives you for the year, the exact opposite starts to happen. Every to single year. So about year five, I figured this out, Katrina. And I'm like, okay, 
how do I play this game too? How do I go backwards? Because I don't want that, but I do need this, right? It doesn't but ever it work. Compounds. It compounds because that's the beauty of God. He's like, I'm going to compound it like interest in money. And so taking into last year to this year, last year, my phrase, he started giving me phrases like three years ago. It was, I'm anchored in love. So it reminded me to stay in love. Last year was, I am perfectly present. Mm. So it started stopping the anxiety, stopping the future forecasting, stopping the past projection lies mm. from the enemy into this year, which is like blowing my mind back to your forethought. I am divinely disciplined. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, and that's it's really like, good. It's like, because you would think in, a, in an external sense, it's do, do, do. Yeah, but no. No. Sometimes God is like, I just need you to be. Yep. And and the discipline in this moment or in this day is in the stillness. And I was going to say, it's the not doing, right? I mean, that's more so what I hear when I think about that for sure. It's like, slow down. That is a discipline. Be on my pace, his pace, not mine, is a discipline, right? Rest is a discipline. And it's what people think like, How do you have so much time to travel? It's a discipline. (laughs) How do you save up to travel? It's a discipline. It's a vision because vision pulls us like a GPS and it goes back to what I have found. And I so see this in you. The more stillness we have and the more we align to the kingdom, he will lead and guide and give us supernatural strategies, multiply our time, multiply our abilities, give tech things like you're an answer to prayer. Like when Elizabeth connected me to you, I was like, oh my God. Like this is such a thing. I have to thank her after this. Like, oh, we're meeting in a couple of weeks. And she's like, I'm so excited. I already shot her out on social curator. But yes. But those it goes back to like one of the posts I posted earlier this year on Instagram was like walking in every room, like God has already put you there. Like your name is already in rooms you haven't been in. And when you start to walk in that trust, the fear like dissipates. And then also you talked about this, the pruning. One of the ways that he's pruned me massively the last seven to 10 years, like the, the friends, some of the friends I still have, but in different veins. And some of the best friends that I used to have, like God removes stuff. Yep lovingly easily yeah but like he's like no like i'm gonna bring you back or do stuff in a different vein or in a different season and and when we focus on and this goes back to forethought like i remind myself this all the time when i focus on the eternal and the internal Mm -hmm. the external and the temporary it's like if it doesn't line up to the eternal and the internal and disrupting the peace and the purpose so good in the kingdom it's like it becomes easier and easier and easier. I stepped away from two like organizations this week where God was yeah. like, I need you to step away from this. And it was so easy. That's because he was there in the midst of it, right? And that that's the peace. That's the trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not a fraction, not a little bit. Because when you do that and you do it boldly, that's where discipline comes into play. Like how much faster do things happen, right? I think about like, the, the edge of a sword and the dull sword or a dull knife, like it takes forever. And I think that that's how God feels with us sometimes. He's like, oh my goodness, this dull knife is just not working. But if it is sharpened like a two-edged sword should, should be, which is our discipline, that's part of our relational intimacy with the Lord. It's like, I can hear your voice, boom, done, severed, easy, right? It was so much easier for you to sever that out of your life because it was, you could hear him, you knew him. And he was like, boom, you're done. I want that more. I want other people to want that. Right. But people think of the sharp sword as a weapon instead of safety, which we've talked about. Well, the Holy spirit, like what I have found in my life, it's like a nudge. Mm -hmm. or a moment or, Hey, like I'm letting you know, it's that, that stillness and the more still and the more in tune and the more you're aware, like, wait a minute, this is not an alignment. Like I've been shown clearly. So why am I 
And my fleshy like strength trying to force this because years ago, if you would have met me 10 years ago, it was like, no, I have to plan. It has to be this. It has to be that. Control, control, control. Yeah. Fear, 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 distrust. It's good. And, you know, and you, when you walk in that and you know, it reminds me of when, you know, you, you talked about pruning. Jesus is like, I've pruned, like I'm pruning you. So, and this ties in with the parable of the sower. And obviously so much I'm pruning you. Like, yes, you're bearing fruit, but I'm pruning you so you would bear much fruit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because you think that little bit is enough. And that's where he's like, I've got more, right? The manna of that season was for that season, but his promise was the land of the milk and honey. It was the overflow is the promise. And so it's just this need for us to stay in that space in that further away we get from being intimate with the Lord, the more friction, the more chaos, the more confusion, the lack of clarity, like all these things that people struggle with. And I say people, I'm, I totally do this to myself as well. We are not perfect in that regard, but I can drastically tell the difference when I'm in that space of just sitting at his feet, when I'm standing on water and I'm just got my eyes fixated on him and it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, right? You know the difference. And so the encouragement for this message on top of all the other layers of what we talked about is just like, keep focused, right? Keep your focus on him and all the things, all the desires of your heart, which are aligned to his desires, which is why you get them. Cause otherwise your heart is fickle. You it's, it's yours. It's not a question of if it's when, when, right. And so it's, I'm just so excited that we, one, first off now have a relationship, a friendship. We, we chatted up now it's no longer in the DMS, right? It's, it's official. And I am beyond grateful to see how this interacts and how this intertwines. But ultimately it's like kingdom mission. I got, I got an army warrior front lines. Like I know you got the energy for it. I know you got the vision for it. And it excites me to no end. I'm so excited to create like a boss alongside you. You guys can go to create it like a boss. Uh, her, her bit.ly link has so many resources. Her lifestyle is like beyond what everyone would want. And it's the promise of God, which is the coolest part. It's not exclusive to her. It's not exclusive to me. Go to Katrina Julia fit at Instagram, any other places you want to send them I'm missing. Otherwise all the links will be in the show notes. You're perfect. You're perfect. I'm so we're all perfectly imperfect. I'm so, so, so grateful to your point. Yes to friendship. Yes to sisterhood. Yes to all the things. Mm, it's so rich. You guys have got to go back and get the show notes from this one because it's going to, there were so many mic drops, so many little gems you dropped. And it was all, again, this is Holy Spirit led y'all. We don't, preconceive, create ideas. We don't talk about what this is going to be. And so we know that it was intentional for who's listening to it right now. And we're praying over you. Actually, would you mind praying over the community right now before we go off? I'd love to. I'd be honored to. Let's go. Abba, we just come to you humbly. We thank you for this beautiful alignment that you've created, this this beautiful co-creation, God. I pray over Tamara and her entire community. I pray that you would draw them, God, with your everlasting love and kindness. I pray for perfect love drives out all fear. I pray you would remind them, God, to be encouraged, to focus on what is pure, lovely, just and praiseworthy. I pray you remind us all, God, to co-create and to that you give us the power to create wealth and the blessings of the Lord bring wealth and you bring no trouble to it and to put on the armor of God every single day, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, taking up the shield of faith, which blocks all the arrows of the evil one, putting on the helmet of salvation and taking every thought captive and wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We praise you. We honor you. We are so grateful for you. In Yeshua's matchless name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Woo, man, that lit me up. All right, y'all, we're out. That was so good. Thank you, Katrina. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.